Blog Talk Radio. And because 
the Lord has revealed Angola who is in the land. Na kwa sababu Bwana amefungulia Angola ni nani aliyekatika nchi. Elijah moved from Bethel to Gilgal to Jordan to go. Elia alitoka Bethel Gilgal kwenda Yorodani kwenda. So the prophet of the Lord is moving from here to a double portion of revival in Angola for the church to enter. Kwa hivyo nabii wa Mungu anatoka hapa kwenda Angola kwa upako madadufu ili kanisa lipate kuingia. I see Kenya is open. Ninaona Kenya hii wazi. I see Kenya is ready. Ninaona Kenya hii tayari. But Angola is not yet ready. Lakini Angola haiko tayari bado. Time is finished. Na wakati umekwisha. Time is over. Wakati umeisha. Please release the prophet to Angola. Tafadhali achilieni nabii aje Angola. There is a lot that has happened that has caused many people to fear for the church. To look at the church as though there is no hope. I'm reading to begin with from Jeremiah chapter 10. Mwanzo ninasoma kutoka kitabu cha Yeremia mlango wa 10. I'm reading Jeremiah chapter 10. Ninasoma Yeremia mlango wa 10. Verses 20 to 22. 20 hadi 22. 21 is suffice. 21 yatosha. And he says, Asema, My tent is destroyed. Hema langu limeangamizwa. All its ropes are snapped. Kamba zake zote zimekatwa. My son are gone from me wanawangu wametekwa and are no more na hawapo tena and he says no one is left now na anasema hakuna hata mmoja aliyebaki to pitch my tent kulisimika hema langu or to set up my shelter au wakusimamisha kibanda changu the shepherds are senseless wachungaji hawana akili 
and do not inquire of the Lord. Wala hawamuulizi Bwana. So they do not prosper. Hivyo hawasitawi. And all their flock is scattered. Na kundi lao lote la kondoo na mbuzi limetawanyika. The Lord is saying here. Bwana anasema hapa. In this conversation. Katika mazungumzo haya. The nation of Israel. Taifa la Israeli had degenerated. Lilikuwa limeharibika. She had degenerated into apostasy. Lilikuwa limeharibika na kwenda kwa mwanguko wa imani. And so, na sasa, Jehovah the God of Israel, Jehovah Mungu wa Israeli, sent them this message. Akawatumia ujumbe huu. That their hearts may be horrified. Ya kwamba mioyo yao ikaogopeshwe. That they may be disturbed in pain ili waweze kugutushwa katika uchungu and begin to seek him anew na waanze kumtafuta tena upya he saying anasema that israel had degenerated into apostasy ya kwamba israeli ilikuwa imeharibika na kuingia kwa mwanguko wa imani and you can see the longing of the heart of the lord na unaona tamanio la moyo wa bwana that israel may come back ya kwamba israeli wapate kurudi but if you looked at the condition of the church today lakini ukiangalia hali ya kanisa leo you see like we have gone a full circle again unaona ni kana kwamba tumezunguka mduara kamili tena so while this was speaking about israel na sasa kwa sababu haya yalikuwa yakiongelea israeli you now see that it was actually foretelling of the church unaona kwamba yalikuwa yanaashiria umbele kuhusu kanisa that at one point the church too would be in this condition ya kwamba katika wakati fulani kanisa pia litakuwa katika hali hiyo hiyo and that is why na hiyo ndiyo sababu when you look at the church globally ukilitazama kanisa kote kote duniani you see that she is wanting Unaona kwamba limepungukiwa. You see that her practice does not measure up. Unaona kwamba matendo yake hayatoshelezi. But today, lakini leo, in this message here, katika ujumbe huu hapa, I want to focus on the prophecy of the rider of the black horse. Ninataka nilenge kwenye unabii wa mpanda farasi wa farasi mweusi wa kinyakati za mwisho. The vision of August 19 Maono ya Agosti tarehe 19 2008 Mwaka wa 2008 The prophecy I gave on the 23rd Saturday Unabii niliyotoa tarehe 23 siku ya Jumamosi and 24th Sunday Na tarehe 24 Jumapili of August Ya mwezi wa Agosti The year 2008 Mwaka wa 2008 global economic crisis utata wa kiuchumi wa kote duniani that was immediately fulfilled ambao ulitimilizwa punde tu and that you see ravaging the nations of the earth na mnaona ukiangamiza na kuteteza mataifa ya dunia why am i revisiting that prophecy tonight ni kwa nini ninaurejelea unabii huo usiku wa leo because i strongly believe ni kwa sababu ninaamini sana that that is one of the prophecies the lord sent me to give globally ya kwamba hiyo ndio moja ya unabii ambao bwana alinituma nitoe kote kote duniani running with it all over the world nikikimbia nao kote kote ulimwenguni in south korea kule korea kusini australia, australia everywhere kote kote the prophecy that has 
shaken nearly the entire globe unabii ambao umetikisa takriban dunia nzima but most importantly number 2 lakini la muhimu sana la pili is because ni kwa sababu within the fulfillment of that prophecy katika utimilizo wa unabii huo a very big revelation has come forth ufunuo mkubwa sana umejitokeza a revelation ufunuo that has actually identified the pride of Christ ambao hakika umemtambua biharusi wa Kristo that has actually ambao hakika set her apart defined her separateness umeelezea kutengwa kwake that you may know ili upate kujua that the bible already talks about the bride ya kwamba biblia tayari ilimzungumzia biharusi and in the process of talking about the bride na katika hali ya kumzungumzia biharusi the bible gives a clear definition of who she is biblia inamuelezea uwaziwazi yeye ni nani haleluya haleluya and that when you will know that na kwamba mtakapojua hiyo you will now be able to take stock sasa mtaweza kupiga hesabu to do a spiritual inventory mtaweza kujichunguza kiroho to be able to measure use it as a yardstick to measure you mtaweza kujipima mkitumia kipimio kujipima do i measure up to the bride of christ je kipimo changu kinatimia kile cha biharusi wa kristo does the church in my nation measure up to the bride of christ je kanisa katika taifa langu linatimia kile kipimo cha biharusi wa kristo is the congregation i pastor measuring up to the bride of christ je kusanyiko ninalo liongoza linafikia kile kimo cha biharusi wa kristo so i will walk with you step by step sasa nitatembea nanyi hatua kwa hatua and you will realize that in the process of discussing this prophecy na mtatambua kwamba katika ile hali ya kujadili unabii huu as i move into defining the bride ninapoendelea sana katika kumwelezea biharusi the lord will be highlighting apostasy bwana atakuwa anazungumzia mwanguko wa imani tahadhari 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 can we read now sasa tusome now sasa I am reading from the book of Mark Ninasoma kitabu cha Marko chapter 15 sura ya 15 verses 37 and 38 Mustali 37 na 38 Turn with me to Mark Geuka pamoja nami kitabu ni cha Marko chapter 15 sura ya 15 37 38 This is what the Bible says Hivi ndivyo Biblia inavyosema With a loud cry kisha Yesu akatoa sauti kuu Jesus breathed his last Yesu akakata roho The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom Pazia la hekalu likachanika vipande viwili kuanzia juu hadi chini He says anasema with a loud cry kwa sauti kubwa Jesus breathed out breathed his last Yesu akapumua akapumua sauti yake ya mwisho and he says na anasema that when the lord did that 
ya kwamba wakati Bwana alifanya hivyo the curtain ruptured pazia la hekalu likachanika the curtain that separated pazia ambalo lilichenganisha the rest of the tabernacle the temple ule upande mwingine wa hekalu hema la mkutano and the holy of holies na mahali patakatifu pa watakatifu again listen to this now tena sikiza hii sasa he made the last breathe out last breath akapumua pumzi ya mwisho pumzi ya mwisho he breathed out his life alipumua yake ya mwisho and when he breathed out his life na alipopumua maisha yake the curtain ruptured pia ile pazia ikapasuka pia it makes me wonder inanifanya nishangae because therein lies the power of calvary kwa sababu mle ndani kuko na nguvu za calvary This is all that he went to do at Calvary. Let me explain to you this. He went unto the cross. to die. Kufa. To be crucified. But the consequence. Lakini changamoto yake. The consequence ile changamoto yake the product matokeo the product was this matokeo ilikuwa hii that eventually ya kwamba hatimaye gives up his life alipopeana maisha yake that the curtain may rupture ya kwamba pazia likaweze kuchanika that he may admit the church ili kwamba akaweze kuliingiza kanisa into the Holy of holies katika patakatifu pa patakatifu and that is where i want to begin today na hapo ndipo nitakapotaka kuanzia hivi leo and that is why na hiyo ndio sababu when you look at the church globally unapolitazama kanisa kote kote duniani then you see a state of confusion basi unaona hali ya kuchanganyikiwa because they don't seem to well perceive this gravity here kwa sababu hawazingatii uzito huu hapa i gave an example nilipeana mfano and i will give it today again na nitaupeana hivi leo tena if you come to kenya ikiwa utakuja kenya the people that live there watu wanaoishi huko ah kenya ni wa kenya you go to sweden ukienda sweden You know these must be Swedish. Unajua kwamba hawa lazima wawe ni wa Swedish. America, Marekani, America. Wa Marekani. And so, na hivyo basi, the church should have understood. Kanisa lazima liwe lilielewa. That upon the cross ya kwamba katika msalaba this is the changing of identity hapa ndiko kuliko kubadilika kwa kitambulisho. This is where hapa ndipo The Lord was changing the identity of the church from Bwana alikuwa anabadilisha kitambulisho cha kanisa kutoka kwako from the rupturing of this curtain kutokana na kuchanika kwa pasia hili that no longer shall you be no people ya kwamba mtakuwa si watu tena no longer shall death continue to strangle you kifo akitaendelea kungangana pamoja nanyi no longer shall sin continue to claim you dhambi haitaendelea kuwashika but he says lakini anasema he gave up his life alipeana maisha yake alifumua pumzi yake ya mwisho alafu akaipoteza and in the process of losing that life alafu katika ile hali ya kupoteza uzima ile 
ile pasi alikapasuka that you may be admitted because before then you had to be a levite you had to be of the levitical family lazima uwe ulikuwa katika jamii ya kilawi to be able to enter there ili uweze kuingia huko with the blood of an animal na damu ya mnyama to offer the sacrifice kutoa dhabihu there were regulations and rules kulikuwa na sheria na maagizo and those rules na hizo sheria they required you be a levite that you can be able to enter there ili uweze kuingia huko and the gentiles were out na hawa watu wa mataifa walikuwa nje but when he came lakini alipokuja and he came to redeem men from sin na alikuja kumkomboa mwanadamu kutoka kwa dhambi aware of the state of sin akijua hali yake ya dhambi and the consequence of exclusion na matokeo hayo ya kutupa nje he gave up his life alipeana that the curtain may rupture may be admitted when they are in sweden they say swedish kenya kenya kenyan kenya and now if he admitted the church into the holy of holies katika patakatifu patakatifu then what ought the church to be basi kanisa lapaswa kuwa nini holy people watu watakatifu the church kanisa was admitted into that lugar that li, location li that position liliingizwa katika hiyo nafasi katika hiyo fursa change of identity kubadilishwa kwa kitambulisho if that is known as holy of holies ikiwa hiyo inajulikana patakatifu pa watakatifu then the church for sure basi kanisa kwa hakika when the lord brought forth the church from the cross wakati ambapo bwana alitoa kanisa katika msalaba the church was ordained kanisa lilikuwa to be holy liwe takatifu na ndio sababu nikasema as i begin this journey on the prophecy of the global economic crisis ninapoanza safari hii ya kutoa kwa unabii wa shida na utata wa kiuchumu kote kulimwenguni prophecy of the rider of the black horse unabii wa mpanda farasi mweusi you'll be able to see the highlight on a poster utaweza kuona kule kunukuu kwa mwanguko wa imani you know the condition of the church in europe unajua hali ya kanisa europa the condition of the church in the us hali ya kanisa marekani the condition in africa also hali ya kanisa ya afrika pia asia name it asia itaje But listen to this precious people. Having read that, ukishasoma hiyo, I want to read a second scripture. Nataka nisome andiko la pili. That will enlighten you. Ambayo itawatia nuru. On the gravity ya uzito. Of the salvation ya wokovu. That came about. Ambao ulitoka by the rupturing of this curtain. Katika kuchanika kwa pazia hii. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me now. Geuka pamoja nami sasa. To the book of John katika kitabu cha Yohana John chapter 1 verse 29 Yohana sura yake ya kwanza mstari wa 29 John 1:29 Yohana 1:29 And he says Na anasema The next day John saw Jesus coming Siku iliyofuata Yohana alimwona Yesu akimjia Again the next day John saw Jesus coming siku iliyofuata Yohana alimwona Yesu akimjia toward him and said akimwelekea akasema look the lamb of god 
who takes away the sin of the world. Listen precious people. In the book of Exodus. Katika kitabu cha kutoka. Exodus chapter 12. Kutoka sura ya 12. The Lord the God of heaven. Bwana Mungu wa mbinguni. He makes a definition there. Anapeana maelezo hapo. He defines a very important thing there. Anaelezea kitu nyeti sana huko. He defines the laws of sacrifice. Anaelezea sheria za dhabihu. He says, anasema that there are some laws ya, that must govern sacrifice. Ya kwamba kuna baadhi ya sheria ambazo zinaongoza kutoa dhabihu. But if one is going to sacrifice, ya kwamba ikiwa mtu anaenda kutoa dhabihu, if you are going to sacrifice, ikiwa unaenda kutoa dhabihu before the Lord, mbele za Bwana. There are some laws that you must comply to. Kuna baadhi ya sheria ambazo lazima uambatane and he says it in Exodus chapter 12 I'm reading verse 5 step by step precious people I am discussing the law governing sacrifice that eventually you will understand the gravity of the salvation of the rapturing of this curtain. Utaelewa ule uzito wa wokovu unaotokana na kupasuka kwa ipasia. Exodus chapter 12. Kutoka sura ya 12. I am reading now. Ninasoma sasa. Verse 5 it says. Mstari wa 5 wanasema, The animals you choose wanyama mtakao wachagua must be year old males lazima wawe wa kiume wa umri wa mwaka mmoja without defect wasiokuwa na dosari step by step i'm building for you this hatua kwa hatua ninawachengea hii listen to this now sikiza hii sasa in john chapter 1 verse 29 katika yohana sura ya kwanza mstari wa 10 he says anasema behold the lamb of god tazama mwana kondoo wa mungu that takes away the sin of the world achukuaye dhambi za ulimwengu and yet when we go to exodus na ili hali tunapoenda katika kitabu cha kutoka we see from where that was derived tunaona kutoka mahali hiyo ilipotolewa there was a law already put in place kulikuwa na sheria ambayo tayari ilikuwa imewekwa governing sacrifice ikiongoza dhabihu and what does the law say that if you want to sacrifice before the lord ya kwamba ikiwa unataka kutoa dhabihu mbele za bwana what does that law say hiyo sheria yasemaje that law says hiyo sheria inasema that the animals you choose ya kwamba mnyama mtakaomchagua must be without defect lazima asiwe na dosari nobody heard me hakuna mtu aliyenisikia but listen to this lakini sikiza hii he says there is a law anasema kuna hiyo sheria that governs sacrifice ambayo inaongoza kutoa dhabihu and he says that law na anasema hiyo sheria it is an exacting law exacting ni sheria ya kufuata it is an exacting law exact ni sheria ile ile ya kufuata and it cannot be broken na iwezi kufunjwa and that law says na hiyo sheria inasema if you are going to sacrifice ikiwa unaenda kutoa dhabihu before jehovah mbele ya jehovah then that animal basi huyo mnyama that lamb huyo mwana kondoo without defect lazima awe hana dosari without deformity asiwe na mawaa without any ailment 
without blemish what I'm saying is this to understand the gravity of that law I want to go to emphasize the exacting nature the gravity the perfectness of this law and the adherence to it Nataka kusisitiza uzito kule kwa uhalisi wa sheria na uzito wake and how the lord demands that we adhere to that law na jinsi ambavyo bwana anatamani kwamba tuweze kutii hiyo sheria in other words kwa maneno mengine i am taking you a little bit here to understand the gravity of this law to the lord the law of sacrifice ninawachukua mweze kuelewa uzito wa hii sheria sheria ya dhabihu the book of malaki chapter 1 kitabu ni cha malaki sura ya kwanza the book of malaki kitabu ni cha malaki that you may understand the gravity of this law of sacrifice ya kwamba mkaweze kuelewa uzito wa sheria ya dhabihu then i will be able now to move with you alafu sasa nitaweza kusonga pamoja nanyi into examining the prophecy of the black horseman katika kuchunguza unabii wa mpanda farasi mweusi and to dig out the identity of the bride of christ alafu kuingia ndani katika kitambulisho cha bi harusi wa kristo and you will see him highlighting apostasy na mtaona akinukuu mwanguko wa imani but you will also see him exactly define who the bride is lakini basi mtamuona akielezea bi harusi ni nani malaki chapter 1 malaki sura yake ya kwanza i'm reading from verse and he says a son honors his father and a servant his master if i am a father kama mimi ni baba where is the honor due me iko wapi heshima ninayostahili i am a master kama mimi ni bwana where is the respect due me iko wapi heshima ninayostahili says the lord almighty asema bwana mwenye nguvu it is you o priest ni ninyi ee makuhani usho contempt for my name munaolidharau jina langu but you ask lakini mauliza how have we shown contempt unto your name tumelidharau jina lako kwa namna gani verse 7 msari wa 7 you place defiled food on my altar mnatoa sadaka chakula kilichotiwa unajizijui ya madhabahu yangu but you ask lakini ninyi mnauliza how have we defiled you tumekutia unajisi kwa namna gani by saying the lord's table is contemptible kwa kusema meza ya Bwana ni ya kudharauliwa. Verse 8, mstari wa 8. When you bring blind animals to sacrifice, wakati mletapo dhabihu wanyama walio vipofu, is that not wrong? Je, hilo si kosa? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Mnapoleta dhabihu zilizo vilema au wanyama wagonjwa, je, hilo si kosa? Try offering them to your governor jaribuni kuvitoa kwa mtawala wenu would he be pleased with you je angefurahiwa nanyi would he accept you je atawakubali says the lord almighty asema bwana mwenye nguvu now implore god to be gracious to us basi muombeni mungu awe wa neema kwetu with such offerings from your hand will he accept you 
Je, kwa sadaka kama hizo kutoka mikononi mwenu atawapokea? Says the Lord. Asema Bwana. Mstari wa 10. All that one of you would shut the temple doors. Laiti moja wenu ungalifunga milango ya hekalu so that you would not light useless fires on my altar ili msije mkawasha moto usiokuwa na faida juu ya madhabahu yangu i am not pleased with you sina furaha nanyi let me explain this carefully wacha nieleze hii kwa umakinifu this is the gravity huo ndio uzito the gravity of the exacting law uzito wa hiyo sheria ya kusisitiza the law that defines sacrifice sheria inayoelezea dhabihu the law that governs sacrifice sheria ambayo inaongoza dhabihu and he says na anasema that law says hiyo sheria inasema that the animals you choose ya kwamba mnyama mnayomchagua must be without defect lazima awe bila dosari and you see now the consequence of it na unaona sasa matokeo yake when he says wakati anasema that if you offer crippled or diseased animals ya kwamba ikiwa mtatoa wanyama viwete ama wagonjwa the lord becomes abhorred bwana hawezi kuichukua and he says na anasema instead of lighting up those useless fires badala ya kuwasha hiyo moto isiyovaa before him mbele zake that somebody had rather go afadhali mtu aende take the temple door achukue lango la hekalu and slam it shut na kulifunga did you understand this jemnaelewa hii step by step hatua kwa hatua now sasa if that is the law that governs sacrifice then you begin to understand that the pronouncement in John chapter 1 verse 29 ya kwamba kutangazwa katika Yohana sura ya kwanza mstari wa 29 they are actually the calling of the messiah kwa hakika ni kuitwa kwa mashihi they are saying wanasema that you are the lamb kwamba wewe ndiye mwana kondoo you are the lamb of sacrifice wewe ndiye mwana But if that is the scripture that pronounces his calling. Hiyo ndiyo andiko ambalo linatangaza mwito wake. Then in other words, that scripture says, hilo andiko linasema, you have measured up to the required law. Wewe umepima hadi sheria inayohitajika. You have measured to the requirement. Umepima hadi vipimo vinavyohitajika. You are fit to be the sacrifice. Hiyo inapaswa kuwa dhabihu. Let us move to the next one kiwango kinginecho The next place is now Mahala pengine ni sasa When he is sacrificed Wakati ambapo anatoa dhabihu Let us see what happens Wacha tuone kinachotendeka Today your ministries will change Leo hii huduma zenu sitabadilika Even your salvation must change tonight Hata wokovu wenu lazima ubadilike leo Why kwa nini? Because the Lord is going to use me to bring unto you. Kwa sababu Bwana anaenda kunitumia kuwaletea. The gravity of that salvation. Uzito wa huo wokovu. And you are going to be shocked. Na mnaenda kushangazwa. Then why did I ever abuse it? Basi kwa nini basi nikaitukana? Can I get forward? Je, naweza kusonga? Let us see the processing of the sacrifice. Acha tuone kuendelezwa kwa hiyo dhabihu. Turn with me the book of Isaiah. Geuka pamoja nami kitabu cha Isaiah. And there are so many scriptures na kuna maandiko mengi. But we are going step by step. Lakini tunaenda hatua kwa hatua. Step by step. Hatua kwa hatua. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 in Spanish. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. 
And he says, Na anasema, who has believed our message? Ni nani aliamini ujumbe wetu? Or to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Na mkono wa Bwana umefunuliwa kwa nani? Verse 2 Isaiah 53. Mstari wa pili Isaiah 53. He grew up before him like a tender shoot. Alikuwa mbele yake kama mche mwororo like a root out of dry ground kama mzizi katika inchi kavu and he says na anasema he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him hakuwa na uzuri wala utukufu wa kutuvutia kwake nothing in his appearance that we should desire him hakuwa na chochote katika kuonekana kwake cha kutufanya tumtamani he was despised and rejected by men alitharauliwa na kukataliwa na wanadamu a man of sorrows mtu wa uzuni and familiar with suffering achuwaye mateso like one from whom men hide their faces kama mtu ambaye watu uficha nyuzo zao he was despised alitharauliwa and we esteemed him not wala hawakumhesabu kuwa Surely he took up our infirmities. Hakika alichukua udhaifu wetu and he carried our sorrows. Na akajitwika uzuni zetu. Yet we considered him stricken by God. Hata hivyo tulifikiri amepigwa na Mungu. Smitten by him, amepigwa sana na yeye and afflicted. Na kuteswa. Verse 5 is also very good. Mstari wa 5 pia ni mzuri sana. But he was pierced, lakini alitobolewa for our transgression. Kwa ajili ya makosa yetu. He was crushed, alichupuliwa for our iniquities. Kwa maovu yetu. The punishment that brought us peace adhabu iliyotuletea sisi amani was upon him ilikuwa juu yake and by his wounds na kwa majeraha yake we are healed sisi tumepona haleluya haleluya listen to this now i'm coming back ninarudi i'm coming back to isaiah ninarudi katika kitabu cha isaiah but listen to this first lakini sikiza hii kwanza he's saying anasema that when you look at the processing of the sacrifice ya kwamba wakati unaona kule kuendelezwa kwa kutoa dhabihu hallelujah hallelujah catch this ishike hii you will not get this elsewhere hamutaipata hii mahali kwingineko kokote because this is not popular kwa sababu hii si ya kawaida he saying this anasema hivi that when he measured up to the benchmark the requirements of the sacrifice ya kwamba alipopima hadi kile kinachohitajika katika dhabihu and then he was processed sacrifice alafu alikuwa anayeendeleza ile dhabihu then he says now kisha anasema sasa that the process of sacrificing him ya kwamba ile hatua ya kumtoa dhabihu he says anasema crushed him alichupuliwa if you read from the amplified ukisoma katika tafsiri ya amplified and you read also from king james na usome pia tafsiri ya king james he says anasema he was bruised alichipuliwa pierced and bruised alichopolewa na kuchipuliwa wounded akajeruhiwa cut already Aka he was already tayari. afflicted tayari alikuwa ameteswa bruised amechipuliwa pierced already amechomwa and bruised na kuchipuliwa and crushed na kusiagwa and he says 
that nothing in him that we should desire admire ya kwamba kuna kitu ndani mwake tunapaswa kutamani but when you go to isaiah chapter 52 lakini unapoenda katika kitabu cha isaiah msina mbili verses 13 to 15 mstari wa 13 hadi 15 he becomes even more graphic sasa anafanyika hata asiyevutia zaidi again i said isaiah 52 tena nasema isaiah 52 that's why i said i'm coming back to isaiah ndio sababu nilisema nitarejelea isaiah isaiah 52:13 to 15 isaiah 52:13 hadi 15 look at what he says tazama kile ambacho anasema he says isaiah 52 anasema isaiah 52 and we are reading from 13 to 15 na tunasoma mstari wa 13 hadi 15 step by step hatua kwa hatua and then i'll bring you to the prophecy of the rider of the black horse alafu nitawaleta katika unabii wa mwendeshaji farasi mweusi i am reading now ninasoma sasa he says anasema isaiah 52 i'm reading 13:15 he says See my servant will act wisely. Tanzama mtumishi wangu atatenda kwa hekima. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Atatukuzwa na kuinuliwa juu na kukweza sana. Just as there were many who were appalled at him. Kama ambapo walikuwa wengi walioshangazwa naye. His appearance was so disfigured uso wake ulikuwa umeharibiwa sana beyond that of any man zaidi ya mtu yeyote and his form na umbo lake mad beyond human likeness kuharibiwa zaidi ya mfano wa mwanadamu now sasa he went to define the law of sacrifice yeye alienda kuelezea sheria ya kutoa dhabihu that must be fulfilled observed ambayo ni lazima itimizwe during sacrifice wakati wa kutoa dhabihu and then john 129 he said you are the lamb kisha yohana 1:29 akasema wewe ndio mwana kondoo which means he fulfilled that requirement na yeye anamaanisha alitimiza hiyo hitaji and the requirement was without defect na hiyo hitaji ilikuwa pasipo na mawao and now we have seen when he goes to the cross na sasa tunaona anapoenda kwenye msalaba that he is bruised ya kwamba yeye anachimbuliwa and pierced na nadugwa na anaharibiwa sura Isaiah 52 now says disfigured Isaiah 52 sasa inasema ameharibiwa uso wa totally, meaning destroyed kamili kumaaniza ameangamizwa and he said he did not even look like a human being anymore na inasema hata kuonekana kama mwanadamu mara tena so that is really disfigured hiyo basi hiyo ni kuondolewa umbo lake kamili okay now sasa I want now to bring you to the reality of the day. Ningependa kuleta katika ukweli wa siku. Let us now turn to the book of Hebrews. Sasa hivi twende katika kitabu cha Waebrania chapter 6. Mlango wake wa 6 verses 4 to 6. Mstari wa 4 hadi wa 6. Step by step pastors. Hatua kwa hatua wachungaji. You must catch this. Lazima mpate haya. Hebrews chapter 6. Waebrania 6 verses 4 to 6 Ni mstari wa 4 hadi wa 6 He says Anasema Hebrews 6:4 to 6 Waebrania 6 4 hadi 6 He says it is impossible Anasema haiwezekani If I were you 
ikiwa ninge kwa wewe and i meet the word impossible na nikutane na hilo neno haiwezekani i would underline it ningepigilia gistari he says it is impossible anasema haiwezekani for those who have once been enlightened kwa wale ambao tayari washatiwa nuru who have tasted the heavenly gift walioja karama ya mbinguni who have shared in the holy spirit wameokisha kushiriki katika roho mtakatifu who have tasted the goodness of the word of god wale ambao wameoja uzuri wa neno la mungu and the powers of the coming age na nguvu za wakati ujao if they fall away wakisha kuanguka to be brought back to repentance kurejeshwa katika toba because to their loss kwa kuwa katika kupotea kwao they are crucifying the son of god all over again wanamsulubisha mwana wa mungu mara tena and subjecting him na kumdulisha yeye to public disgrace kwa aibu ya adharani to public shame kwa aibu ya adharani there is another scripture that reemphasizes this kuna andiko lingine ambayo inatilia tena mkazo haya in the book of second peter katika kitabu cha petro wa pili second peter chapter 2 petro wa pili mlango wake wa pili verses 19 to 22 msari wa 19 hadi 22 second peter ni petro wa pili chapter 2 mlango wa pili 19 29 hadi 22 step by step right hatua kwa hatua sivyo he says from verse 19 2 peter chapter 2 anasema kuanzia mstari wa 19 petro wa pili mlango wa pili they promised them freedom huaidi uhuru while they themselves are slaves of depravity hili hao wenyewe wamenaswa katika ufisadi for a man is a slave of whatever has mastered him kwa maana mtu ni mtumwa wa kitu chochote kilichomtawala if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our lord and savior jesus christ ikiwa wameukimbia upotovu wa dunia kwa kumjua bwana wetu na mwokozi yesu kristo and are again entangled in it and overcome They are worse off at the end than they were in the beginning. Kisha wakanaza tena na kushindwa, hali yao mwisho ni mbaya zaidi kuliko ile ya kwanza. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them ingelikuwa afadhali kwao kama wasingalijua kamwe jie haki kuliko kuijua kisha wakayacha ile amri takatifu waliokabidhiwa of them the proverbs are true a dog returns to his vomit and a saw that is washed goes back to wallowing in mud inatukia kosa wasawa na ile midali ya kweli isemayo mbwa amearudia matapishi yake mwenyewe tena nyingine inasema nguruwe aliyeoshwa amerudia kugagaa matopeni the law of sacrifice ni sheria ya kutoa dhabihu i am reading the last one then i explain ninasoma ya mwisho alafu nitaelezea the warning right 
And he says the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26 to 31. And he says this. If we deliberately keep on if I were you and I meet the word deliberately I underline he says inasema if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth ikiwa tukielelea kutenda dhambi kimakusudi baada ya kuipokea ile ufahamu ya ukweli no sacrifice for sins is left hakuna dhabiu ya dhambi tena iliyobaki now if i were you where he says no sacrifice for sins is left i underline the whole phrase and he says verse 27 but only a fearful expectation of the judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of god lakini kinachobaki ni kungoja kwa hofu hukumu ya moto uwakao utakaoangamiza adui za Mungu Anyone who rejected the law of Moses yeyote aliyekataa sheria ya Mose died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses Alikuwa pasipo huruma kwa ushahidi wa watu wawili au watatu How much more severely Do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of God underfoot? Je, mnadhani ni adhabu kali kiasi gani anastahili kupewa mtu aliyemkanyanga mwana wa Mungu chini ya nyayo zake? Who has treated as an holy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him and who has insulted the spirit of grace? Yeye aliyefanya damu ya ngano iliyomtakaza kuwa kitu na jisi na kumtendea maovu roho wa neema. For we know him who said it is mine to avenge. Kwa kuwa tunamjua yeye aliyesema kulipiza kisazi ni juu yangu. I will repay and again the Lord will judge his people. Mimi nitalipiza na tena asema Bwana atawahukumu watu wake. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Ni jambo la kutisha kuanguka katika mikono ya Mungu aliye hai. Let me explain the three scriptures. Hebu nielezee hao maandiko matatu. You have seen the law that governs sacrifice. Umeona sheria ambayo inatawala dhabihu that must be perfect. Ambayo ni lazima iwe kamilivu. And it says must be without defect. Na nasema lazima iwe pasipo na mawaa. Must be perfect. Lazima iwe kamilivu. And then he says here. Kisha hapa nasema. In Malaki 1 verse 6 to 10. Katika Malaki 1 mstari wa 6 hadi 10. That when you bring the crippled animals. Wakati utakapoleta wanyama ambao wamelema. And this sacrifice. Na dhabiu ambayo inagonjwa. He says Oh how I wish somebody can go and shut the door. And now you see here. The condition of the church being raised here. He is warning on the abuse of the grace. Look at this now. 
When you look from this side. Utakapoangalia kutoka upande huu wa nyuma. And you see the abuse of the grace. Na uone matukano ya neema. On this side. Upande huu. The grace of God. Neema ya Mungu. That is abused. Ambayo inatukanwa. There is a reflection of it. Basi kuna onyosho kama ule wa pande ingine. It is equal to apostasy. Hiyo inalingana kamili na mwanguko kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. When you look at it carefully, the other side of it says it is actually called apostasy. Ukiangalia kwa uangalifu upande ile mwingine inasema hakika inaitwa kuanguka kutoka kwa imani alisi. Let me repeat this now. Wacha nirudie haya sasa. When you look at the abuse of the grace is talking about ukiangalia matukano ya neema ambaye anazungumzia ha when you are abusing the grace wakati unatukana neema he says it is a fall anasema ni mwanguko a fall away from the truth mwanguko kutokana na ukweli and this is what he is defining here na haya ndiyo anaelezea hapa if you look at the first scripture hebrews chapter 6:4 to 6 Ukiangalia katika dhiko la kwanza wa Ibrania mstari wa sita, nne hadi sita. Again Hebrews chapter 6:4 to 6. Tena wa Ibrania sita, nne hadi sita. What is defining there? Kile ambacho anaelezea pale. He says if we have received the knowledge of the truth, we are enlightened. Anasema kama tumepokea ufahamu wa ukweli, tumetiwa nuru. And we have received the heavenly gift. Na tumepokea kipawa cha mbinguni. And the Holy Spirit. Na Roho Mtakatifu. And we are aware of the powers of the coming age. Na tunatambua nguvu za nyakati zijazo. Like what we saw here. Kama yale tuliona hapa. We saw a little taste of the power of the coming age of the Messiah. Tuliona tukaja kidogo ya nguvu ya Masihi ambaye anakuja. The powers of the coming age of the Messiah. Nguvu za nyakati zijazo za Masihi. When disease wakati mangonjwa will cease to hold a stronghold on the church zitakoma kuwa na ngome la kushikilia kanisa when disease wakati magonjwa will stop kidnapping hijacking subjugating the church zitakoma kushikanyara kuteka kanisa when the church will be delivered wakati kanisa litakombolewa look at this now zama ya sasa who are those he's talking about hey ni kina nani hawa anazungumzia It is the church. Nikanisa. That is the church he is describing there. Nikanisa ambayo anaelezea pale. And it's so unfortunate. Na ni yakustajabisha sana. Because he is describing the church that has even received the Holy Spirit. Kwa kuwa anaelezea kanisa ambalo hata limempokea Roho Mtakatifu. He says after receiving the gift of the Spirit. Anasema baada ya kupokea kipawa cha Roho Mtakatifu. The knowledge of the truth. Kuelewa kwa ukweli. Being enlightened by the word. nuru. And then we fall. Kisha tunaanguka. He says to you are lost. Anasema kwa kupotea kwenu. First of all he says no sacrifice for sin is left for you. Mwanzo kabisa anasema mnadhabia dhambi imesalia kwenu. Again listen to this now. Tena sikiza haya sasa. And I said, nilisema, if you meet no sacrifice for sin you underline it. Ukipata pale ambapo ameandikwa mnadhambia dhambi, unapigia kisari. And he says if we do that. Na nasema tukifanya hivyo. If we receive this novel truth. Tukipokea ukweli wa staha maalumu. This precious salvation. Huokovu ambao ni wa dhamani. And then fall. Kisha tuanguke. Away from this truth. Kutoka na ukweli. Because we abuse the grace. Kwa kuwa tunaitukana ile neema. He says. 
anasema the normal sacrifice is available for you basi amna tena dhabi ambayo itapatikana kwako why is he saying so bwana aseme hayo he is driven by the law yeye ameongozwa na sheria the law of sacrifice sheria ya dhabihu because the law of sacrifice kwa kwa sheria ya dhabihu is written by the lord imeandikwa na bwana and the lord must obey it na lazima bwana akaitii respect it aiheshimu observe it akaitimize because he wrote it kwa kwa aliandika otherwise he would be a liar hivyo basi atakuwa ni mwongo but the law says lakini sheria inasema that has to be without defect la kuwa ni lazima asiwe na mawazo without blemish asiwe na lawama without deformity asiye na kuharibika and now he went already na sasa alienda tayari and he offered he was offered na yeye akatolewa without blemish pasipo na lawama but the processing line lakini ile kistari cha hatua on the other side of the processing line upande ule mwingine waizo hatua za kuitengeza he came out blemish yeye alitoka pale pasipo na mawazo he came out bruised alitoka pale amechimuliwa that means he cannot go back to the cross hiyo inamaanisha aweze karudi tena msalabani that means hiyo inamaanisha jesus cannot go back yesu hawezi kurudi He will not go back to Calvary. Yeye hatarudi Calvary. Because he will not meet the requirement of the law. Kwa kuwa yeye sasa ataweza kutimiza mahitaji ya sheria. The law requires torati inahitaji that he be without defect. Ya kwamba yeye asiwe na lawama yoyote. But when he went to die for you, lakini wakati alienda kukufia wewe, he received deformity. Yeye alipokea kuharibiwa. He was disfigured. Yeye alitolewa umbo lake. He was mad. Yeye alia ribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiwasuraribiw
Hapo ni mahali patakatifu where the church was placed by the Lord. Ambapo kanisa liliwekwa na Bwana. But I'm wondering why. Lakini ninashangaa kwa nini? When you look at the church in Nigeria. Ukiangalia kanisa Nigeria. The church in the Netherlands. Kanisa kule Netherlands. The church in Spain. Kanisa in Spain, Sweden. In Slovakia. Slovakia. Texas. Texas. Virginia. Virginia. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. In Tulsa. Kule Tulsa. The church everywhere globally in Kenya. Kanisa popote katika mataifa Kenya. Tanzania, Uganda. Tanzania, Uganda. You see the church Unaona kanisa saying ikisema I am inside the holy of holies Nimo ndani ya patakatifu patakatifu But I say just a moment let us reason together Lakini nasema ngoja kidogo wacha tujibizane You say to me you are inside the holy of holies Wewe unaniambia uko katika patakatifu patakatifu It is not for saying Si ya kusema tu It is for living Ni ya kuishi because kwa sababu I don't want you to write on your back sitaki uandike katika mgongo wako citizen of holy of holies raia wa patakatifu patakatifu and walking with it na unatembea nayo he says anasema that you worship the lord with your life ya kwamba unamwabudu bwana na maisha yako so it depends on the following hivyo basi inategemea yafuatayo how you are living your life sisi unaishi maisha yako as a church kama kanisa as the body of Christ kama mwili wa Kristo as a Christian kama mkristo and he says nanasema look at this now angalia ya sasa he's talking about a fallen church yeye azungumza kuhusu kanisa lililoanguka listen to what i'm saying here sikiza yale ambayo ninasema hapa the lord has been speaking to me quite a bit for some years now bwana amekuwa kinena nami kwa kwa miaka sasa about the servants of the Lord globally kuhusu watumishi wa Bwana katika mataifa all over the earth kote kote kwenye dunia the number ones of this world ambao wanahitajwa kama nambari moja wa ulimwengu huu private aeroplanes walio na ndege za kibinafsi na ukataji hizo zote and in those dreams the Lord shows me things going on na katika hizo doto bwana anaonesha mambo ambayo yanaendelea. And he tells me. Kisha ananiambia. God tell him to repent. Enda ukamwambie yeye hatubu. And at times he says. Na wakati mwingine anasema. God tell him let us prepare the church for Christ. Enda ukamwambie yeye wacha tuliandae kanisa kwa Kristo. For the Messiah. Kwa ajili ya Mesii. And in the dream you can see they refuse they say no we don't want. Na katika hiyo doto unaona wanakataa wanasema hatutaki. When you look at the church of Christ globally. Unapoliangalia kanisa la Kristo katika mataifa yote. Then the Lord is justified. Basi Bwana hana uhaki. To decree Hebrews chapter 6. Kutangaza Waebrania mlango wa sita. Verses 4 to 6. Mstari wa 4 hadi wa 6. Because he says. Kwa sababu anasema Jesus breathed out his life he gave it up he gave out his life yesu alitoa maisha yake alitoa alipeana he gave to you that you may be purchased into the holy of holies alipeana kwako ili ukanunuliwe kuingia katika patakatifu pa patakatifu and then for you na kisha kwako you decided to go back ukaamua kurudi and in hebrews chapter 10 he says It is a horrendous thing in Spanish is more powerful. Horrenda cosa. It's a horrendous thing to fall in the hands of the living God. Katika Hebrews anasema ni kitu cha kutisha kuanguka katika mikono ya 
mungu judging you akikukumu wewe it's a horrendous thing to fall in the hands of the living god ni jambo la kutisha kuanguka katika mikono ya mungu aliye hai but listen to this now lakini sikize haya sasa he's talking about the body of christ ananena kuzumwili wa kristo that was delivered ambao ulikombolewa anointed with the holy spirit ukatiwa upako na roho mtakatifu and they went back na wakarudi they are now anointing homosexual bishops sasa hivi wanawatia mafuta maaskofu ambao ni mashoga don't be surprised ushisangaze because kwa sababu when you are a christian in this stadium here Hukiwa wewe ni Mkristo katika uwanja huu hapa. Worshiping in holiness. Hukiabudu katika utakatifu. And then you begin to lust at women when you go back home. Kisha uanze kuwatamani wanawake unaporudi nyumbani. Homosexuality equals to that one also. Hujue ushoga unalingana na hiyo pia. It is also called sexual sin. Pia inaitwa uasherati. So don't tell me you are surprised. Hivyo basi usije ukaniambia eti wewe umeshangazwa. When you go back to your homes and you begin lasting at men, lasting at women. Unaporudi katika nyumba zenu, uanze kuwatamani wanaume, kuwatamani wanawake. You are the same as somebody who has been anointing homosexuals. Wewe ni pamoja na ule mtu ambaye amekuwa akiwatia mafuta mashoga. Because you have subscribed to sexual sin. Kwa sababu wewe umejitiisha kwa dhambi ya washirati. And that is why the Lord is directing this question to you. Na ndiyo sababu Bwana analeta hili swali kwako wewe. He is saying, alisema, what are you doing out there? Unafanya nini hapo nje? And yet I wrapped at the curtain. Hili hali nilipasua pazia. I lost my life. I breathed it out. Nilipoteza mashangu, nilitoa nje. I gave it out. Nilitoa nikipeana. Kwako ewe the son of the living God himself. Mwana wa Mungu aliye hai binafsi. We don't know where eternity begins. Hatujui milele unaanza wapi. But from eternity. Lakini tangia milele. He had never been separated from the Father. Hajawahi teganishwa na baba yake. But on that day. Lakini siku hiyo. He breathed out. Yeye alitoa hiyo pumzi. And he gave it to you. Na kaitoana kaipeana kwako. But listen to this. Lakini sikiza haya. He was without blemish. Alikuwa hana mawaa. Without defect. Yeye hakuwa na dosari. The king of glory. Mfalme utukufu. He came without sin. Alikuja bila dhambi. But look at this now. Lakini tazama haya sasa. He was blemished because of you. Alitiwa laiwama kwa sababu yako. Because of you now he has blemished. Kwa sababu yako wewe sasa anayolawama. And I shared with you those who know. Na nilishiriki nanyi wale ambao mnajua that in one of the visions when he appeared in the sky. Kati ya yale maono ambayo alijitokeza kwenye anga. The first thing he did he showed me the nail pierce. Kitu cha kwanza alifanya ni kuonesha mkono ambao ulipigwa msumari. And so look at that. Hivi basi angalia hayo. He is no longer without blemish. Yeye sasa hako tena bila mawa. He carried the blemish for you. Alikubebea lawama. Now he cannot even go back to the cross. Sasa hivi hataweza akarudi msalabani. To fulfill the law of sacrifice. Kutimiza sheria ya kutoa dhabiu. So why would you waste this salvation we got? Hivyo basi kwa nini upoteze 
Why would you now abuse the salvation at Calvary? Look at this somebody. When he was thirsty on the cross. They gave him vinegar from wine. Walimpatia vinega ambayo inatoka kwa divai. And they put in a sponge. Na wakaweka kwenye sponge. And they put on him. Ndio wakamwekelea katika kinywa katika kinywa chake. He was very thirsty. Alikuwa ameona kiu sana. Because he had lost body fluids and blood. Kwa sababu alikuwa amepoteza damu na maji ya mwili. But he was abused given vinegar which is from wine lakini akatusiwa kwa sababu alipatiwa siki inayotoka kwa divai and then he was contaminated hivyo basi akachafuliwa he was actually defiled hakika alinajisiwa can you imagine the king of glory the lamb without defect wewe fikiria mfalme wa utukufu mwana kondoo asiye na lawama now he has defect sasa akona lawama. He cannot go back the cross. Hawezi akarudi msalabani. So the question then becomes. Hivyo basi swali linafanyika basi. Why is the church abusing this grace? Bona kanisa linatukana hili neema. Because this grace was one once. Kwa sababu hii neema ilikuwa mara moja, moja tu. He purchased for us this grace once with his life. Alitunulia hii neema mara moja tu na maisha yake and this is the only time it is here na ndio wakati wa kipekee inapatikana hapa he cannot go back the cross haweza karudi tena msalabani so why would the church be in sin now hivyo basi kwa nini kanisa liwe katika dhambi sasa because the pronouncements are clear the judgment kwa kuwa matangazo hukumu ziko wazi but what do you see coming forth from there lakini nini unaona kizokeza pale he says other than the expectation of the judgment of god anasema kando na matarajio ya hukumu ya mungu and of raging fire na moto ambao unakula that will consume the enemies of god ambao utawateketeza andui wa mungu which means when you abuse this grace inamaanisha unapotukana neema hii there is no other sacrifice there is no forgiveness hamna dhabihu nyingine yoyote hamna msamaha No you did not hear me. Hamdalisikia nyinyi. He said, Alisema, there is no more repentance available to them. I read it there. Nilisoma pale. Hamna tomba tena kwa watu. If they deliberately keep on sinning. Ikiwa kimakusudi wataendelea kutenda dhambi. And then he classifies them in one fold, the enemies of God. Kisha ananaweka wao katika kundi moja, maadui wa Mungu. Listen precious people. Sikizeni watu wa zamani. What is the Lord saying here? Bwana anasema nini hapa? He saying anasema that there is zero tolerance to apostasy. Hakuna kupatana kwa vyovyote na mwanguko kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. Oh you see we are we are the whichever church. Unajua sisi ni wakanisa lolote lile. You know we have been largely classified as apostate. Unajua sisi tumewekwa sana kama kanisa ambalo limeangua kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. Why would you be there? Bona uwe pale when he's saying wakati alisema either through this curtain that ruptured aidha kupitia pasi ya hili opasuka there is no salvation ama kuna wokovu and he's saying na anasema 
that he does not take apostasy lightly. Ya kwamba yeye hautukui kwa nguo kutoka kwa imani ya kweli kimzaha. Because he says. Kwa Look at this somebody. Angalia haya mtu. He says it would have been better for you not to have known the way of truth. Anasema ingalikuwa bora kwako wewe kukuwa ungejua ukweli. It would have been better never to have known the way of righteousness. Ingekuwa bora kwako kama kamwe au ungejua njia ya uhaki than to know it and dump it. Kuliko kuijua na kuitupilia mbali. And he says, Anasema it is like a dog that has vomited goes to eat vomit. Ni kama vile mbu ambaye ametapika anarudi kuyala yale matapishi. The description the Lord gives. Maelezo ambayo Bwana anatoa is not friendly. Haipendezi. Can I read one more scripture? Nisome andiko moja. Then I'll link it to you on the black horse. Kisha nitailinganisha nayo kwako kwa farasi mweusi. The book of Deuteronomy. Kitabu cha kumbukumbu la Torati. Again, listen to me precious people. Tena nisikize mimi watu wa thamani. I am reading these scriptures to you. Ninasoma haya maandiko kwenu. Very much aware. Nikijua vema kabisa that some churches ya kwa makanisa mengine will shy away wataongopa they will actually not read for you this hakika watawasomea haya because they say you know uh, that some um, pegao hovekas you are you, beating the sheep quite hard you know you, we, we need to tone it down because we are living in a new generation a mod postmodern era Unajua watasema unajua hiyo ni kali sana utapiga kondoo sana unafaa kuizusha chini kidogo unajua tunaishi katika kisazi cha sasa You know you know today the Lord does not look at uh, the dressing he looks at the heart he just looks at the heart only the heart Najasi kuizi bwana angalia mavazi anaangalia moyo moyo peke yake You know they will say anything to get away with this Unajua watasema kitu chochote waweza kuepukana na haya But this is biblical truth lakini hii ni ukweli wa Biblia. Meaning, kumaanisha it must be fulfilled one day. Lazima itimize siku moja. You like it or not. Upende usipende. There will not be any consultation. Hakutakuwa na maushauriano. It will just be fulfilled. Itatimizwa tu. You see the gravity of apostasy in the church? Unaona uzito wa nguo kutoka kwa imani ya kweli kanisani? This has to be emphasized this year. Lazima hitiliwe mkazo mwaka huu. Deuteronomy chapter 13. Kumbukumbu ya Torati mlango wa 13. That you may know ili mpate kujua that all away from the beginning. Ya kwamba kuanzia mwanzo pale. God has no tolerance to apostasy. Mungu hana kupatana kokote kukubaliana na mwangu kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. And the God of Israel whose oracles I'm going to read now in Deuteronomy. Na Mungu wa Israeli ambao mahusio yake hapa naenda kusoma katika kitabu cha kumbukumbu ya Torati. He is also the same God you worship. Ni Mungu huyo huyo ambaye tunamwabudu. Oh yes. Ni kweli. He is the same unless you're worshiping another. Ni yule yule Ndipokuwa uona mabudu mwingine. He is the same God you worship. Ni Mungu wewe ule ambao unamwabudu wewe. So the requirements stay. Hivyo basi hao mahitaji yamebaki. Deuteronomy. Kumbukumbu ya Torati 13. 13. In verse 12 to 18. Mstari wa 12 hadi 18. Deuteronomy 13. Kumbukumbu ya Torati 13. I am reading now. Ninasoma sasa. He says 
anasema if you hear it said about one of the towns the Lord your God is giving you to live in that wicked men have arisen among you and have led the people of their town astray saying let us go and worship other gods gods you have not known kama mkisikia ikisemwa kwamba monta ya miji ambayo bwana Mungu wenu amewapa mkaidani yake kwa naume waovu wamenuka miongoni mwenu na wamepotosha watu wa mji wakisema twendeni tukabudu miungu mingine miungu ambayo hamkuifahamu then you must inquire basi itakubidi kuuliza probe kupima and investigate it thoroughly na kuitunguza kwa makini did you hear the three things he says then you must he said you must inquire lazima kuliza probe kupima and investigate it thoroughly na kuitunguza kwa makini and he says down here and if it is true na kama ni kweli and it has been proved na imethibitishwa that this detestable thing has been done among you kwa hayo mambo machafuzi yametendeka katika dienu meaning now you have some evidence in your hands kumaanisha sasa uko na ushahidi fulani mikononi mwako that this detestable thing has been done among you ya kuomba machukizo haya yametendwa miongoni mwenu mstari wa 15 you must certainly certainly ni lazima kuharaka put to the sword Mkweke kwa upanga all who live in that town. Mwoko upanga watu wanaoishi katika mji ule. Destroy it completely. Uangamize kabisa both its people pamoja na watu wake and its livestock. Na mifungo yake. Gather all the plunder of the town. Kusanyeni nyara zote za mji into the middle of the public square katika uwanja wa wazi and completely burn the town on all its plunder as a whole burnt offering unto the Lord your God na kuchoma mti kabisa pamoja na nyara zake zote kama sandaka ya kuteketezwa kwa bwana Mungu wenu it is to remain a ruin forever utabaki kuwa magofu milele never to be rebuilt na hautawajengwa tena none of those condemned things shall be found in your hands hakuna kimoja kati ya hizo vitu vilivyolaniwa kitakacho kuwa mikononi mwenu so that the lord will turn from his fierce anger he will show you mercy have compassion on you and increase your numbers as he promised ili bwana ageuze asira yake kali hatawahurumia na kuwarehemu pia kuongoza idadi yenu kama alivyowaidi baba zenu listen to this now let me explain this over here hapa the god of israel that you worship mungu wa israeli tunayemwabudu he says anasema that here is the way i have led you ya kwamba hii ndio njia ambayo nimewaongoza and i've told you follow this way na nimewaambia nifuateni hii njia this will be the way of worship hii ndio itakuwa njia ya kuabudu If you want to sacrifice, this is the way. And then he says now, however, 
If you hear ikiwa utasikia that some men have arisen among you ya kwamba watu fulani wamenuka katikati mwenao in these towns katika miji hii that the lord your god is giving you to live in ambayo bwana mungu wenu anawapatia kuishi and they have begun to lead people astray na wameanza kuwapotoza watu everybody focus on me now kila mtu mwangalie naambia bwana sasa i am going to walk like this and i will say i am going to heaven Nitaenda kutembea hapa hivi na niseme naenda mbinguni. I am walking now. Ninatembea sasa. I'm going to heaven. Naenda mbinguni. But then lakini hata hivyo I am going to walk another walk. Ninatembea mtembeo mwingine. Going to heaven nikienda mbinguni but led astray. Lakini napotozwa. Two different destinations. Hiyo iko na hatima bili tofauti kabisa two different destinations. If you hear that some men have risen among you. In the towns have given you. And they have led people astray. Go to that town. You must first of all he said inquire. Kwanza kabisa uli. If you say the Lord gave me a seat, that is it. That is what the Lord is saying. He is saying there is zero tolerance to apostasy. 
Aya ndiyo bwana anasema anasema hamna kupatana kabisa na kuagua kutoka kwa imani ya kweli I am talking about the worshiping of another god Ninazungumzia kuuzo kuabudu Mungu mwingine But some of you will begin to tell me this to ask me to contest lakini wengine mtaanza kuniambia, kuniuliza, kumbisha. But men of God. Lakini nabii wa Mungu. For us we are just worshiping the Lord, we are not worshiping another god. Kwetu sisi tunaabudu Bwana, tuwaabudu Mungu mwingine. But he said, Lakini alisema, This is the highway of holiness. Hii ndio njia kuu ya utakatifu. This one here. Hii hapa. So if you want to worship me, hivyo basi ikiwa unataka kuniabudu mimi, you must worship in this style. Lazima uabudu katika mtindo huu this way. Jia hii. And if you start to worship Jehovah, na ikiwa utaanza kumwabudu Jehovah in another style. Katika pande nyingine, only this word. Ni upanga peke yake. Because in any case, kwa kuwa hata hivyo, the destinations are two, not ha- one. Hatima zake ni mbili si moja. You are on another road. Umo katika njia nyingine. And the reason you are so deadly na sababu wewe ni hatari sana is because ni kwa sababu he says have led others astray. Anasema umepotoza wengine. And so now he says. Hivyo basi sasa anasema in your practice katika utendaji wako of apostasy you have now led others astray sasa wewe umepotoza wengine look at this somebody angalia haya mtu the sheep kondoo every time the sheep are returning home kila wakati kondoo narudi nyumbani when the time to return home has arrived wakati wa kurudi nyumbani umefika they always walk in a group kila wakati wanatembea katika kundi and they just go na wanaenda tu innocently hawana tiata knowing that they are going home wakijua kwamba wanaenda nyumbani but when the sheep go astray lakini wakati kondoo wanapotoka the danger is this hatari ndio hii as they walk wanapotembea and go astray na kupotoka they always still think they are going home kila wakati wafikiria kwamba bado wanaenda nyumbani and that is why the lord is expressing outrage ndipo bwana anaonyesha ghadhabu kukasirika he saying they are deadly anasema wani hatari but what is amazing to me lakini nao nishangaza mimi like sheep like shepherd kama kondoo ndivyo mchungaji how does that connect to the prophecy of the black horse je hiyo inaambatana namna gani na unabii wa farasi mweusi now you know first of all kwanza kabisa wewe sasa unajua that the lord has zero tolerance to apostasy ya kwamba bwana hapatani kwa vyovyote vile na mwanguko kutoka kwa imani ya kweli so let nobody lie to you in australia in sweden in Angola in United States Canada wherever and say no you see we are modern and yet you know you are in apostasy Pasiwe yetu kuadanganya Australia Angola Canada majibu Marekani popote hadi kujua unajua sasa tuko hali ya kisasa na wewe unajua and yet you really know that something is wrong we are not right Hili hali unajua hakika kuna kitu ambacho si sawa tuko katika haki He says don't accept it anasema usije ukaikubali because the lord has zero tolerance 
to apostasy. Kwa kuwa Bwana hapatani kwa vyovyote vile na mwanguko kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. Jehovah the God of Israel you worship. Jehovah Mungu wa Israeli unamwabudu. He says no more sacrifice for sin is left. Anasema hamna tena dhabihu ya dhambi iliyobaki. But only the fearful expectation of judgment. Lakini tu ni matarajio ya kuofisha ya hukumu. And of raging fire. Na moto uchomao. That will consume the enemies of God. Utakaoteketeza adui wa Mungu. Because he admitted you. Kwa kuwa yeye alikuingiza into the citizenry of the holy of holy katika uraia upatakatifu upatakatifu and you stepped out na wewe ukaondoka nje into the citizenry of sin katika uraia wa dhambi you rejected the grace ulikatana after the knowledge of the truth baada ya kujua ukweli so when the muslims will look at you hivyo basi waislamu wanapokuangalia they will say salvation does not even help this day watasema hata wokovu siku hizi hausaidii when the non christians will meet you wakati watu ambao si wakristo watakutana nawe they will see you grappling with the same sexual immorality that they are suffering from wataona ukingangana na ile uasherati ambao wanateseka nayo and in that way you will humiliate the blood of jesus na katika je hiyo utaiaibisha damu ya yesu but when i look at the church the body of christ globally lakini ninapoangalia katika kanisa mwili wa kristo ulimwenguni kote kote i hear the body of christ crying out to the lord ninasikia mwili wa kristo ukimlilia bwana saying lord ukisema bwana look the first calvary was not enough angalia ya kwanza haikutosha to deliver us kukutukomboa sisi look we are born again angalia tumezaliwa mara ya pili and we are in church na tumba kanisani and yet our breasts are naked naonana tu matiti yetu yako wazi look we are born again angalia tumezaliwa mara ya pili and we are in church na tuko kanisani and we are in short ministers and lift our legs front row na tumekaa minisketi fupi kabisa tunainua miguu yetu tumeketi pale mbele lord angalia bwana we are still lasting at your pastors bado tunatamani wachungaji wako kimapenzi and yet we are born again na ileali tumezaliwa mara ya pili lord look bwana tazama we are born again tumezaliwa mara ya pili and in the church na tuko kanisani and yet we are in the falsehood of prosperity na hii ni tuko katika udanganyifu wa injili ya ufanisi we are operating with money changers so i see what we are changing money laundering we are doing it in the church tuko hapa tukitenda kazi na wenye kuvunja fedha tukibadilishana hapa na ile ile tuko kanisani no lord no no hapana hapana bwana the first calvary was not enough calvary ya kwanza haikutosha send jesus again mtume yesu mara tena the first blood was not sufficient damu ya kwanza haikutosha please send him again to die for us there tafadhali kamtumie mara tena tufie pale that is what i hear the church saying haya ndio nasikia kanisa likisema and yet the lord is saying that the blood of jesus has ultimate power iko na nguvu itosha kabisa that if you are in the world it will wash you itakuosha and you be a child of god na utakuwa mwana wa mungu that if you are in the dark it will wash you itakuosha and you be a child of the light na utakuwa kwenye nuru and he says inanasema There is there for no condemnation. Hivyo basi hakuna hukumu tena. For those who are in Christ Jesus. Kwa wale walio katika Kristo Yesu. But who are those in Christ Jesus? Lakini je, ni nani hao walio katika 
Kristo Yesu. What does it mean to be in Christ Jesus? Inamaanisha nini kuwa katika Kristo Yesu? It means I have lost myself. Inamaanisha nimejipotesa binafsi. And it is Christ walking in me. Na sasa ni Kristo anayetembea ndani yangu. And as far as I know. Na kulingana nami, Christ is holy. Kristo ni mtakatifu. So you will definitely be holy. Hivyo basi utakuwa mtakatifu. And then there will be now reconciliation. Na sasa kutakuwa na huiano. Between you and the Lord. Kati yako wewe na Bwana. And once you are reconciled. Na wakati umeuana naye. Then you can now live in eternal peace. Sasa unaweza kuishi katika amani ya milele. Such that ya kwamba when you are waiting for the messiah. Wakati unamngojea Mesihi. Even if you die today. Hata ukifa leo. Before the rapture. Kabla ya it is still alright. Itakuwa bado sawa. If you are reconciled with the Lord. Ikiwa umekuwa na uhiano na Bwana. But if you are not. Lakini ikiwa sivyo. That is a problem. Hiyo ndio shida. That's why I'm saying. Ndivyo ninasema. The ultimate authority of the blood of Jesus. Mamlaka mwisho ya damu ya Yesu. The final authority. Mamlaka ya mwisho kamili. Is what the Lord is raising here in this scripture. Ni yale Bwana anainua hapa katika maandiko. He is saying anasema there is no way the blood can wash you. Hakuna vile damu itakosha. And then you are back to lasting at women. Kisha umerudi kwa tamani wanawake kimapenzi. You are still preaching, you know, pocketing and talking about soil seed. Eh? Bado unahubiri. You are doing lies. Bado unahubiri umetia mikono kwa mfuko na unahubiri kupanda bengu uongo. And you are saying there are five people here the Lord wants to bless you. There are only five. Na unasema kuna watu watano hapa. Bwana nataka kuwabariki ni watano peke yake. Not, not more than five. I don't want more. Only five. Hawajapita tano, sitaki zaidi tano peke yake. And each one of them um, is supposed to sow a painful seed. Na kila mmoja wake anastahili kupanda bengu yenye uchungu. And he say I need 2000 euros for each one of them. Na unasema nataka euro 2000 kutoka kwa kila mmoja wao. And he says I am talking about people who are serious who want serious blessing i don't want everyone else i want only serious people who want to be seriously blessed ninasema watu ambao wanamaanisha sitaki mwingine yoyote nataka watu ambao wanamaanisha ambao wanataka kubarikiwa and then recently we found out that when they come from africa to go preach in europe na hivi karibuni tukapata kuja wakati wanatoka afrika kwenda kuhubiri europa they say wanasema money down pesa chini deposit weka azina let me explain this properly kwanza kabisa hebu naelezee haya vizuri there are financial arrangements in the church kuna mipangilio ya kifedha kanisani in europe actually kule uroba hakika united states wherever even kenya probably majiva marekani hata kenya uenda there are people who are known as fundraisers fundraisers in the church kuna watu ambao wanaitwa watangizi watangizi wa fedha kanisani them they come on a special mission they don't just come wao wanakuja tu kwa huduma maalum hakuji hovyo hovyo tu when they enter the church wanapoingia kanisani they know the tricks how to do it and harvest money wanajua siri na jinsi ya kuifanya na kuvuna pesa and there are some arrangements na wako na mpangilio fulani they say if you get this you take 40% i take 60 wanasema tukifata hii basi wewe utachukua 40% ni Nigeria is very common. Na inatendeka sana kule Nigeria. All over even Uganda. Hata Uganda even ni... Kenya is here. Hata Kenya and in the US it is there. They are known as fundraisers. Na Marekani kwa pale wanaitwa kama watangizi wa pesa. There are people who can walk into a church in a conference and say that uh, today I want to share with you some two wisdom keys. 
Kuna watu ambao wanaweza kuingia katika kanisa au kongamano fulani na wasema leo ningependa kushiriki nanyi kuhusu fungo mbili za hekima. Those keys will open a door to wealth for you. Na wanasema hizo fungo zitafungulia lango ya utajiri kwenu. They have the language. Wanayo lugha. And the gimmicks. Now, mitindo. But anyway, only later I found out what financial protocol stands for. Lakini hata hivyo baadaye ndivyo niliweza kuelewa hiyo mpangilio mitindo ya kifedha inamaanisha nini? It means today. Inamaanisha leo before these preachers come to you. Kabla ya hawa wahubiri waje kwenu. There is a financial requirement. Kuna hitaji la kifedha. You must deposit Lazima uwapatie kwanza. Not promissory note or whatever. Real real he must see it and see it is there. Lazima azione si ahadi za makaratasi, lazima azione pale. And that's why in Europe we found out. Na ndipo kule Europa hizo lipata. When they come from Africa the prophet. Wanapotoka Afrika manabii kwa mabano. The prophets. Manabii kwa mabano. And they say minimum 100 $1000. Na anasema ikifungua oh, yes. kabisa ni dola 1100. In Angola is $250,000. Kuni Angola ni 250,000. And that money you must deposit in their account first. Na hiyo pesa ni lazima uwekeze katika account yao kwanza. They say wanasema Kenya Kenya the Lord has spoken to me about you. Bwana amenena nami kuhusu nyinyi. And so I am coming there with the word of the Lord. But first I'm sending my agents into town. And the agents need money down first. Angola is 250,000. Angola In Ireland in fact this was a young man who was traveling with Look look a man of God. Ireland ni mkijana ambaye alikuwa anasafiri na mtumishi wa pastor who was supposed to travel with him to Ukraine to Ukraine. Ni mchungaji ambaye alihitajika safari naye kwenda Ukraine. And they demanded a hundred thousand dollars deposit first. Nao walitisha kwanza wapewe hazina ya dola 1100. And when the people in Ukraine reached something less maybe 70 whatever it was he refused he did not go. Na wakati watu wa Ukraine walipata yapata dola 70000 hivi alikana kwenda. Now when you see the church in that condition. Hiyo basi ukiliona kanisa katika hali hiyo. You need to ask only two questions. Wastahili kuuliza maswali mawili peke yake. Why is the church sleeping? Bona kanisa limelala. That is the only question I'm asking. She is sleeping. Amelala. Very much sleeping. Amelala kwa uzito sana. Why is the church sleeping? Because you don't need to be a genius. Open the Bible. And see that when Jeremiah was sent. Or when the Lord was sending Isaiah. With his word. He did not ask for money down. That is all. And it's finished. You don't need to be a genius of the world to be able to work the calculus, the physics, derivatives, the complex formulas of Einstein. 
hautaji kuwa mwerefu sana kwenye dunia ukaweza kufanya calculus derivatives na mambo kama hayo to know that this is a fraud kujia kwamba hapa ni ulagai this asking for money hii kuitisha pesa before i bring the word kabla nilete neno that means the church has lost faith hiyo inamaanisha kanisa imepoteza imani what does faith dictate basi imani inaamrisha nini faith dictates imani inaangiza based on its definition kulingana na elezeo lake faith means imani inamaanisha believing god kusadiki mungu i'm not saying believing in god siseme kusadiki ndani ya mungu i'm saying believing god nasema kusandiki mungu which means i take him for his word hiyo inamaanisha ninamchukua tu katika neno lake whatever he says i just believe and the lord said na bwana alisema i shall take care of you mimi nitawashughulikia. Don't worry where will I sleep? Usijokasumbuka ndalala wapi? What will I eat? Nitala nini? What will I wear? Nitavaa nini? How will I go? Nitaenda namna gani? He says the birds. Anasema ndege. They have no granaries. Waha hawana gala. And yet the Lord feeds them on a daily basis. Ili hali Bwana anawalisha kila siku. How much more you my servants? Je, ni vipi zaidi enyi watumishi wangu? And so that's why I'm saying. That everything I'm describing regarding apostasy. Ya kwamba chochote ninachoelezea kuhusu mwangu kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. It is not imaginary. Si kitu cha dhana tu. It is real. Ni kweli halisi. It is happening in the church today. Inatendeka kanisani leo. And it is obvious. Na inaonekana dhahiri. And what the Lord is doing today. Na yale Bwana anatenda leo hii. He is raising forth a new priesthood. Yeye anainua upya ukwani. A priesthood that will not compromise. Ukwani ambao hautapatana. Compromise with the world. Kupatana na ulimwengu. The sin of the world. Dhambi ya ulimwengu. And guess what? Na unakisia nini? Never did the Lord say Bwana hajawahi sema that is going to call you to humiliate you. Ya kwamba atakuita wewe akuaibishe. That I'm going to humiliate you. Ya kwamba atakuaibisha wewe. Isaiah walked naked before Israel for 3 years. Isaiah akatembea uko uchi mbele ya Israeli miaka mitatu. That's different. Hiyo ni tofauti. That's different. Hiyo ni tofauti. That means he's giving a prophecy a message. Hiyo inamaanisha anatoa unabii ujumbe. He was telling Israel, look, I'm going to strip you naked in the eyes of the nations. Alikuwa anambia Israeli, tazama nitaenda kuwatoa uchu tuputupu mbele ya mataifa. But listen to me precious people. Lakini nisikizeni watu wa thamani. The Lord has zero tolerance to apostasy. Bwana hapatani kama tatu na mwanguko kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. Number two. Pili your salvation wako is an all or nothing ni either iwe yote kamilifu ama hakuna kitu the salvation of christ wakovu wa kristo is not 50% sin 50% righteous so let me now go to the prophecy of the black horse sasa hivi wacha niende katika unabii wa farasi mweusi. When I went all over the world speaking about the coming of the global economic crisis. Nilipoenda kote kote ulimwenguni, nikaenda kuja kwa utata wa kiuchumi wa dunia kote kote. That was coming. Ambaye ilikuwa inakuja. Listen precious people. Kiseni watu wa thamani. Until it was fulfilled. Hadi pale ilitimia. There was a message there. 
kulikuwa na ujumbe pale and the message is in the book of revelation chapter 6 na ujumbe uko katika kitabu cha funuo wa Yohana mlango wake wa 6 verses 5 to 6 stare watano hadi 6 listen to this message skiza ujumbe huu if you read it ikiwa utaisoma you will now understand sasa unaelewa the translation ile tafsiri of the zero tolerance to apostasy ya kutopatana kwa vyote vile na mwangu kutoka kwa imani ya kweli into this dispensation katika majira haya what it translates into now na sasa inakuwa nini sasa revelation chapter 6 ofunoaiona mlango wa 6 i am reading ninasoma revelation ofunoaiona chapter 6 verses 5 to 6 Lango wa sita mstari wa tano hadi wa sita. And he says, Na anasema, When the lamb opened the third seal, Na mwana kondoa lipoivunja ile lakiri ya tatu, I heard the third living creature say, Nikamsikia yule kiumbe wa tatu akisema, Come. Jo, I looked and there before me was a black horse. Nikatazama na mbele yangu alikuwaepo farasi mweusi. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Yeye aliyempanda alikuwa na mizani mikononi mwake. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying. Ndipo nikasikia kile kilichokuwa kama sauti katikati ya wale viumbe wanne wenye uhai kisema. A quart of wheat for a day's wages. Kipimo kimoja cha gano kwa mshahara wa siku moja. And three quarts of barley for a day's wages. Na vipimo vitatu vya shairi kwa mshahara wa kibarua wa siku moja. And do not damage the oil and the wine. Lakini usiharibu mafuta ya zaituni wala divai. Do not damage the oil or the wine. Usiharibu mafuta wala divai. Listen precious people. Kizeni watu wanamani. The vision I have spoken globally everywhere. Maono nimeyanena ulimwenguni kote kote. But I want to follow the translation so we can pull out the pride. Lakini nataka tukaweza kufuata tafsiri ili tukaweza kumtoa bia ruzi. So listen to this now. Fikiliza haya sasa. When the Lord lifted me and I found myself standing right before the throne of God in heaven. Wakati Bwana aliponiinua na nikajikuta nimesimama mbele ya kiti cha enzi mbinguni. And then out of the glory the mountain like glory that covered the throne in front of me Na sasa kutoka kwa mlima wa utukufu kitu kama mlima kilichofunika enzi mbele yangu Out of that glory at the throne he made me know that he that sits on the throne was seated on the throne Kutoka kwa ule utukufu pale kwenye kiti cha enzi alinisababisha nijue kwamba yule aketie kwenye enzi yuko kwenye enzi And number two. La pili Then I have described how out of the glory now came a creature. And I describe a few details as the Lord has allowed me. The rest are not described. And after he had come close to me and later I understood why. I understood because at first I was terrified. Mwanzoni niliogopa. But only later when he turned and went back to the glory I understood that the Lord wanted me to identify him. Lakini baadaye baada yeye kugeuka na kurudi kwenye utukufu nikatambua kwamba Bwana alitaka niweze kumtambua. But anyhow, 
When he went back, then he released the black horse with his rider. And all that I have described well across the earth. And you see now from the book of Revelation chapter 6 why I went saying global economic crisis. And famine. And I've described now that out of Revelation chapter 6, the transcript of that vision, the translation of that conversation that Jesus had on the Mount of Olives. In Matthew chapter 24, the Olivet prophecy, the translation that was received was recorded in Revelation chapter 6. And I say that that translation actually denotes the zero countdown, the prophetic timeline towards the end, the coming of the Messiah and the end of the age. Let us go to the issue now. What is it that is embedded in Revelation 6, 5 to 6? that speaks about the Lord's zero tolerance to apostasy. At the same time defining the bride. Look at what he says there. He says, when the black horse is released, he is given an instruction that when you go down there and you found those who are barely surviving on wheat, even low nutritional value, barley, in Israel, let me describe this. The basic food is Peter bread, Peter, Peter bread. To the extent that the government of Israel until today has to subsidize the price of the Peter bread. To ensure that everybody can afford basic, basic. Now listen to this now. There are those who are living at the basic level described here. Because he was saying that the salary you use for bringing food to feed the whole family is the wage, today's wage, denarium, the wage for today. When I get my wage after working, I should go home and feed the entire family plus me. But he's now saying that the entire wage is just for one quart of wheat. So definitely, 
Sasa hapo hapo He was talking about famine. Alikuwa anazungumzia njaa. Because the salary the earning for the day which used to be enough to feed the whole family now is just one quart. Kwa sababu pato la siku ambalo lilitosha kulisha jamii yote sasa linatoshia tu kibaba kimoja. One quart of wheat based on the Hebrew definition. Kibaba kimoja changano kulingana na kipimo cha Kiebrania is just enough wheat. Ni ngano utkutosha tu for one person. Ya kulisha mtu mmoja for one day. Kwa siku moja. So that means there is going to be famine. Hiyo inamaanisha kwamba kunaenda kuwa na njaa. Because you normally bring food for the entire family. Kwa sababu kawaida huwa unaleta chakula cha jamii nzima. And he says. Na anasema Otherwise if you get the low nutrition of value. Like Bali. Kama sayiri. Let give it three three quarts for, for a day's wage. Basi peana vibaba vitatu kwa mshahara wa siku. The effect is the same. Sasa tukio ni lile lile. People will be malnourished. Watu watakosa rutubishu. Poor nutrition. Kutapia mulo. And then he says. Na sasa asema. The two prophecies That is the first prophecy famine. Huo ndio unabii wa kwanza njaa. Go there and bring famine to them. Nenda pale na ukawaletee njaa. The second prophecy is this. Unabii wa pili ndio huu. However, hata hivyo, if you meet oil and wine. Kama utakutana na mafuta na divai, please don't damage it. Tafadhali usiharibu. Now look at this. In Israel at this time. Kule Israeli wakati huu. The wealthy people. Wale matajiri. If you looked at their diet, the table has been laid. Uki, the laid table in in affluent home, affluent. Ukitazama meza iliyoandaliwa katika maboma tajiri. They used to get cheese. Walikuwa wanapata jibini. They used to get cheese. Walikuwa wanapata jibini. And deep in olive oil. Na kisha wanaitumbukiza ndani ya mafuta ya zaituni. They leave it there to soak so the cheese can drench, can suck the oil. Na wanaiacha pale ili ile jibini iweze kuloweka kwa mafuta. And when they were serving they scooped the cheese and put on the plate. Walipokuwa wanapeana chakula walichukua ile jibini na kuiweka kwenye sahani from the oil kutoka kwenye mafuta but it always came with oil lakini kila mara ilikuja na mafuta and so that was one of the main entries into the menu of the affluent the wealthy na sasa hiyo ilikuwa ni mojawapo ya chakula cha kimsingi sana kwenye mulo wa watu matajiri those who have plenty to eat wale walio na vingi vya kukula and there was a glass of wine from a select vineyard na kulikuwa na bilauri ya mvinyo kutoka kwa mchamba la mizaituni and then there was hot pita bread but wrapped in a basket and a cloth na kulikuwa na mkate moto wa bi- wrapped in a cloth placed in a basket uliofunikwa kwa kitambaa na kuwekwa ndani ya kikapu to maintain the heat ili kudumisha ile joto so when they ate walipokula they opened the cloth and took the hot bread walitoa kile kitambaa na kutoa ule mkate moto and broke it the pita bread ule mkate wa pita na kukata in an attempt to go and break the cheese with it na kwa kujaribu kwenda kuivunja ile jibini kutumia ukate it naturally sucked in the olive oil also sasa ule mkate nao ulinyonya ile yeah. mafuta ya mzaituni it sucked in the olive oil also ilinyonya yale mafuta ya mzaituni pia and so they were eating the cheese with 
bread that is drenched soaked with oil also. Na sasa walikula ile jibini pamoja na mkate uliolowa kwa mafuta. And there were pieces of olive olives now pieces of olives they took one day eight removed the seed and it was here. Na kulikuwa na vipande vya matunda ya zaituni ambao walikula moja moja wanatoa zile mbegu na kutupa na And then and then wine and if there was fish that was now the side they ate it the main the main entry was this vegetable what these were now side here they lived in the higher altitude at the hills they threw their garbage down so the wealthy lived like that while the poor they mainly had bread pita bread if you got bread that is it if you get bread that is it that's all right now whatever you find after the bread that is an addition so the distinction between those who are poor those in scarcity and those in plenty those in scarcity mainly had bread as the main entry there it was whatever else you get there is addition but those who were in plenty affluent with plenty they had the oil drenched cheese and the wine that was characteristic now listen to me that's why i talked about famine that's why Jesus when he was giving this prophecy in the book of Matthew 24 he said there would be famine there will be famine in various places various places various not all Yesu alipokuwa akitoa unabii huu katika Mathayo 24 akasema kutakuwa na njaa mahali mbalimbali mahali mbalimbali Listen to this now Sikiliza haya sasa And I gave the spiritual translation of it Na nikatoa utafsiri wa kiroho wa hiyo And I said Na nikasema But the oil and the wine Lakini mafuta na divai actually denotes one thing the oil denotes the flow of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And the wine denotes the strength of that anointing. That's why when they had taken the new wine, they knew the season for weddings for example because during that season there was new harvest new wine had been brewed and you had there was a lot of celebrations and weddings in the area meaning new wine is already in new wine is stronger people were quite elated 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But listen to this now. And he says, the other group barely survive on bread. And he says, if you find those who are barely surviving on bread, go and destroy them. Those in scarcity. If you find them, finish them. Because he was carrying a weighing scale. Meaning he was coming to weigh their deeds also. To separate. Into two churches. Now listen to this now. And he says. However. If you find where there is oil and wine, protect it. Preserve it. Let me explain this. Jesus, when he was talking about the coming of the Messiah, Matthew 25, 1 to 13, we are not reading. He talks about the wise and foolish virgins. And the wise virgins entered heaven. The only difference between the wise and foolish virgins was the jar of oil that the wise virgins have. Listen to me somebody. And the Lord speaks about the wise virgin of the church that enters the bride. And now the father is speaking about it here. And he's saying, I know you are going there. You rider of the black horse. And I know you are going to meet two churches there. If you meet a church that is barely surviving, is malnourished. One quarter of wheat, one day's wage. Just enough for one person. So there is not enough food. People are malnourished. He said, destroy that church. That is not the bride of Christ. But he says, however, if you find a church whose table is laid with oil and wine, preserve the church. Protect the church. That is the bride of Christ. Let me explain to you this. The church that has no food, that has no word, listen to this now, is a church in desolation. The church that is in oil and wine, that is a church that is experiencing the revival of the Lord. The Holy Ghost revival. The revival of holiness. Holy Spirit. Holy, holy, holiness. Only the Holy Spirit can ignite revival. 
And when the Holy Spirit brings revival, forget about what you see in the United States, revival, 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 forget about that. I'm talking about the revival of the Lord. It can only be sustained by holiness. Without holiness, the revival dies. That's why you see in Kenya, you people have been sustained for years now. Why? Because there has been a perpetual rebuking of sin. 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 Calling sin, sin. Calling sin, sin. Not painting sin with white paint. Calling sin, sin. But listen to me. So the Lord was giving a prophecy that there would be two churches. To the black horseman as he left. That he would meet two churches. Let me put it better. If you use this scripture as a lens. To look at the church with it. You enter inside one church. And you use this as a lens. Let me look at the church now. You will see two congregations in the same church. You will see those who are in the oil and wine and you will see those who are in desolation. The church which is the church suffering without bread is the church where the word is even scarce. They don't even have the word or the revelation of the word. Because the revelation of the word can only come from the Holy Spirit. Listen to this now. And that's because they don't have the word. And the word is the truth. And the devil fears the truth. That's why the church must be taken away first. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 to 7 The church must go first before the lawless one, the man of lawlessness is revealed. Listen this very carefully. Because the man of lawlessness cannot survive where the truth is. He is the liar in chief. He is the chief liar. The father of lies. So listen to this now. The church that lacks the word or the revelation thereof that church is vulnerable to manipulation. 
That's why the false prophets can enter there and loot her, rape her, defile her. Ndio sababu manabii wa uongo wanaweza kuingia pale, wamunyang'anye, wamnajisi na kumharibu. They go there to loot her. Wanaenda pale kumuibia. They can say anything and get away with anything. Wanaweza sema lolote na wasiajibishwe. But the church kanisa, that is experiencing the revival of the Holy Ghost is a church in affluence. That's why people come here and say that the rich nations come to Kenya that you may get some wealth that has eternal consequences. Wealth with eternal consequences. And so listen to me now. If you find a church where there is revival, you say I'm entering now. I'm checking in. I am entering. What land is this? Oh Kenya. Kenya. How beautiful you look. Wow. Wow. He says preserve her. Protect her. Because she is the hope of the Messiah. She's built on rejecting sin. That's why the other nations come to take it. If you want to talk about the big buildings and wealth, Nairobi then becomes a dirty village. If you look at the villages of Italy, very perfect like this. The roads, the what, the homes, the everything. Even the bullet trains of Italy. They are more comfortable than the flight. More comfortable than the aeroplane avion. It is shocking. Developed. If you look at the roads, highways of Italy, super highways. Top in the world. So you don't come to see buildings here. You don't. You don't come to see them. Otherwise you'd see them in Virginia. You see them in Washington, in New York, in Manhattan, Manhattan. And you'd see them in Houston, Texas, even Austin, everywhere. In Melbourne, you see them. In Sweden. In, oh, South Korea, they are there. You come here because you realize that there is poverty in that church. There is scarcity there. They are barely scratching to find bread. That's why homosexuals have entered with their tools of trade. They say that seat I have come. I am homosexual. I want to be a bishop. But how can you? And you say, how can you stop me? 
And if you tell him no, I won't let you. Then he will ask you. How would you feel if I told you as a black person that you cannot become a pastor? That's how I feel. They have perverted it. <laughs> they have changed it around. <laughs> there is no measure there. It's unequal there. And that's why you have noted that there is a scarcity somewhere. And the oil and wine is flowing somewhere. I am not going to sit down and die hungry here. I am going to go there and take myself some oil and take myself some wine and go with it, run away with it. After all, the God they worship there is the same God I worship. So the church that he was telling the rider of the black horse to destroy, the church that is lacking the word, there is corruption inside. Apostasy inside. And he's telling the rider of the black horse, if you find that church, put her to the sword. That is not the bride. But if you find the one with oil and wine, protect that one. That one, heaven is waiting for her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.